Hey, thank you for joining us today on Uptime Logistics, powered by Cap Logistics. I am your host, Doug Draper, with the Denver Transportation Club and Acme Distribution. Today's guest is Joydma Alamo with Caterpillar Logistics. We're excited to have you, Joydma. And uh, our topic today is going to be uh, Caterpillar, their product support, and their uptime strategies. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means. But uh, we always like to learn a little bit about our guests. And uh, again, it's Joydma Alamo. She's with the Logistic Node Manager uh, with Product Support Division at uh, Caterpillar Construction. So Joydma, welcome to the show. Thank you, Doug. Um, yeah, tell well, us. This is, this is my pleasure. It's my pleasure to be uh, here with you and talking a little bit about what I do and how Caterpillar impact uh, the world and everything we do. Yeah, that's terrific. So we like to learn a little bit about our guests. So just give us a brief history of yourself, kind of how you got into the industry. Um, that'd be a great start. Of course. Um, so I have 20, 21 years, I mean 20 years, almost 21 with Caterpillar. Mm -hmm. um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I came to United States um, 23 years ago to to do my master's degree in Michigan. After I graduated, I went to Miami to live in Miami, and and that's how we. I was looking for a job. My education was in education, so I was looking for a job. And I, after searching and searching, I needed to pay my bills. So I asked a friend, "Hey, you work for Caterpillar? Do you guys have any job for me?" And they said, she said, "Yeah, we do." I thought it was going to be as a manager or operation manager, but no, it was as a associate in the warehouse. So I took the job. I learned how to drive the machines, uh, how to pick parts, how to manage everything. And uh, three weeks into the job, the manager asked me what I was doing there. And I thought I was getting in trouble. And he said, no, what are you doing here? Because you have a master's degree, you're bilingual, and you have a good, good energy. And... So what's your plan? And I said, no, I'm just here making some money. <laughs> Long story short, he said, he said, Joyma, stay in Caterpillar. And I remember looking at the warehouse and saying, here, you know, this is not what I want. And he said, he laughed and he said, Joyma, there's more about Caterpillar than this warehouse. So it was those seconds that dog that you see somebody you say, okay, let me trust him. And he said, give me one year and I'll put you where you need to be. So actually, it was a year after, after I took some training uh, in Caterpillar and some learned some of the, the basic things that we need to do that I went, uh, I got an interview with people from the headquarters in Morton and I got a, an offer to go over there. Uh, so that was by around the Y2K, remember that? Absolutely. When everybody was, <laughs> when everybody almost, uh, we thought we were going to die because <laughs> of the new, the new millennium. So yeah. that's, that's how we started with Caterpillar. So from there, I went to work in Morton, Illinois, in the packaging area. Then there were some opportunities in Alabama where we were doing logistics for Daimler Chrysler. Um, so I went there as a supervisor, and after within the I stayed four years in that place. So I started as a supervisor, inbound, outbound packaging, then office supervisor, and then I got offered a promotion to uh, manage the relationship with the with the client. 
and that was Daimler Chrysler International. And we were doing the logistics for the M-Class in Alabama. And one day, uh, also, one of the managers asked me to cover the HR area. So I, I started covering HR, too, doing all the different budget and HR. And long story short, I got there was an opportunity in the border with Mexico. That was in 2003. Uh, where they needed a bilingual HR slash budget person. So I, I came here to the, the interview and, and I got the job. I started doing HR for the Caterpillar Logistics in Mexico, Venezuela, Brazil, and Texas. Then after that, um, the business here was kind of not strong enough and I was asked if I wanted to go back to Miami as a black belt in transportation and so i i say yes i want to go back to miami but i don't know transportation and like everything else in caterpillar i've learned so my gm said you will learn this too so i moved to miami uh, in miami we have a big facility where we send parts to all the dealers in south america the caribbean and central america um, so I went there just to learn the transportation part in the same place that I started picking parts. Mm. Remember the beginning of my story? Yes. And so I, I went back to, to do the black belt um, just for those who don't, don't know the, the, what that entails. Black belt is to identify areas of opportunity for processes where we can um, reduce uh, mistakes and kind of achieve um, excellence in our processes. So Caterpillar has full-time job people, people working full-time jobs and, and identifying areas for opportunities, and that was my job. Um, then the economy kind of failed uh, in 2008, nine. That position was eliminated, so I became an operation manager at the warehouse that we have in Miami Lakes, uh, where we supply the parts to all South America. So I went back to, to the operation, working with the same people that I started working in in 1998. And then uh, Caterpillar, the, the group that works with our dealers in, in the Americas, wanted to get a group of quote-unquote experts to provide assistance to our dealers in the areas of logistics, transportation, inventory management, and operation. Uh, so I was selected as one of those individuals to support our dealers uh, in the Americas. And so I spent seven years over there, and that's where I, I, I learned about CAP Logistics. That's how I, I got in contact with, with most of our dealers in the Americas. Back then we had 87 dealers. Now we have 84, they change the numbers because sometimes uh, dealers buy other dealers and then become one. So that's my part of my story. And then last year or two years ago, there was an opportunity to to manage a plant here in the border of Mexico. And so I took the challenge. I now am border crosser. What we I didn't know the term, the, the meaning of that term. A border crosser means that I live in the United States mm -hmm. and I manage a plant in Mexico um, for Caterpillar. Um, Great. So 
what what do I do here? Do you you have any question now? No, I think it's been great. I, it's a great uh, great summary. I, I think what we wanted to to jump into is just let's talk a uh, kind of thirty thousand foot view on the CAT supply chain and maybe specific to the remanufacturing service management. When you and I first met, I wasn't really sure exactly what that meant. So maybe you could tell our audience just kind of on a quick broad, uh, broad stroke, what does the supply chain look like in the remanufacturing service management division? So the, the way this works, the reman, and the name reman comes from remanufacturing and is that our dealers, when we sell our machines, we also sell parts, uh, service parts to those dealers. And most of those parts have uh, we identified years ago, more than 30 years ago, that we can we can remanufacture, we can salvage some of those parts, and and it's better for the planet and it's better for the company to remanufacture them instead of to scrap them. Um, so how it works is we sell a part to the dealer, let's say a turbo, um, we sell the part to the dealer. The dealer the dealer sell it to their customers for the machines. Once that part has a life, just finish the life of its, you know, what the purpose, that part is returned by a, a negotiation uh, uh, with, the, with the dealer, is returned to them. They will inspect them and make a decision whether that this part can be salvaged or, or not. That process, um, you need to have specific knowledge on how to go about it because there is some money exchanged back to the to the customer for returning the core. I don't know if you remember I'm at Generation X and I remember the guy going through my neighborhood picking up the 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 glass bottles or the cans mm -hmm. to recycle. So similar to that. Got it. Then the dealers the dealers and depending how big they are they have a frequency on how often they sell, they send those cores back to the U.S., in this case to Corinth, Mississippi. So we have a couple of plants over there that receive the cores from everywhere in the Americas to, to have a process to be inspected, re-inspected, to make sure those cores that are returned um, uh, can be reused. And after that is done, some of it, not all of it, some of them is sent to us here. Uh, to, to Nuevo Laredo in Mexico, where my warehouse, at, my, my job here is to receive all the cores and store them okay. uh, in, a, in, a, in a warehouse that we have, that we have around 50,000 different locations or 60,000 locations with cores and new bars. So when the remanufacturing facilities here, they need to build a part uh, based on our demand in the market, they will place an order to my to my team, and we will ship it to them. Um, the logistics from us to my Caterpillar clients is is diverse because we have two buildings right by our facility, and then we have another one that is maybe 50 miles away. Got it. Once once the once the product is completed, it's manufactured. There is because there is an order in Caterpillar where one of our distribution centers needs, need to receive those parts. So maybe 50-50 of what I do is I get those finished products and we get them ready to be shipped to the United States um, 
for reselling uh, to our dealers in, in, in the United States or anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize the uh, green initiative and, uh, you know, Caterpillar's approach to sustainability. I had no idea that there was so much uh, reduce, reuse, recycle going on involved with your, the, the remand plant. So that, that's impressive. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the challenges you see in your organization. You'd mentioned uh, a lot of spare parts uh, that, you'd, uh, uh, that you have in your facility, and then uh, obviously trying to get the, uh, the finished product back out into the field because it needs to be used. Um, those were two things we spoke about, but what other type of challenges are you seeing um, within your organization on the remand? And the remand side is, is what I, like as you said, is sustainability. Mm -hmm. It's one of our values, the, the core values that Caterpillar has. And, and we, try, we try to, to do the best so this, the remand uh, process is successful. Uh, some of the challenges that, that we may have as a, as a division, it can be uh, the, the, the market the economy, the global economy, if in, in affects not only in the remand, affects the, the whole business. Um, if the if the gas price is down or the gold price is is down or up, that affects our dealers. That affects our the way the forecast and affects our product, the output. So what we have here, since we are on in the Mexico side, any changes in tariff. Any changes in 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 the law and in, in, in political um, situation could affect our business uh, because um, is is the if I don't know if if you know nah, Laredo Texas is one of the biggest doors for NAFTA from uh, Mexico to United States so any 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 situations that touches on that could affect uh, the the business here. But in general, as, as, as we, as Caterpillar, um, the, the lack of forecast, the lack of communication of for Caterpillar to know our dealers or to understand the markets where we are uh, could be uh, a serious problem. Uh, the other one is not having the right tools to measure the forecast on, on uh, how many parts do we need how many parts uh, is the dealer thinking um, to sell? If there's any um, any problem with the transportation lanes, uh, for example, um, two, almost two years ago there was a major hurricane in Puerto Rico, actually my country, and it was Maria, the famous Maria. So that situation because FEMA was supporting the island and sending all kind of help and machines and gensets. So all that situation of a little island in the Caribbean stopped the, the flow of parts to our dealers in South America. Mm. And so most of them receive uh, cargo by cargo planes or by passenger planes. So that, that single item was impact, impacted the, the logistics for our dealers. So today, Doug, is and anything and everything could affect our our uh, transportation or the flow of the material. Right. Um, and I'm, that's why CAD has so many resources looking at all that stuff. So we 
we continue being competitive in the market. Yeah. Yeah, I never would have thought of, uh, of how much truly the global economy can impact, uh, impact your business. L let's talk a little bit about the transportation modes um, as far as using air, ocean, rail, sea. Well, what are some of the strategies around this part has to be in this location to this dealer? Are you making decisions at that moment on how to ship it? Is there strategy? Talk a little bit about how you manage the transportation back out to the dealerships. Yeah, um, well, the dealers, we need to understand that the dealers, the, there is an owner for the dealer. Caterpillar doesn't own a dealer. So there is, a, uh, we call it dealer principal, and they have the different uh, managers managing the, the inventory, the operation, the logistics, everything for a dealer. And we have big dealers like Sotrek in Brazil or Finning in uh, Chile, those are big, huge dealers, also uh, Ferreiros in Peru, that those are, if, you know, they, if, if one of them fails, it's a, big, if a big, it's a big impact in our business. So how do we manage? They have their own, uh, they, they make their own decisions. They decide what is the percentage they wanna fly from, from the main distribution center. Um, which some of them is they're getting the cargo from Miami. They decide what is how they distribute the percentage of the cargo either by airplane or by ocean. Uh, understanding that by ocean from Miami to Antofagasta or to Chile to Santiago, Chile, it may be 20 years, 20 days, sorry, 20 days uh, ocean and. In, in Brazil, there is a distribution center in Brazil, so maybe the, the transit time is shorter. So, so each dealer has a group of people deciding um, if they are flying apart, if they're using passenger airplanes, or if they're using cargo airplanes. They are also deciding whether it's an um, ocean container or a uh, 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 open container in a, uh, in a vessel. So the dealer is making those decisions. But Caterpillar, we have the visibility not only for one dealer, we as a, in the group of experts that I was part of, we have visibility of how every dealer in the region are doing their logistics and operation and inventory management. So we have the knowledge that can guide them how to improve processes and how to uh, reduce the the transit time from from Miami to a uh, a mine site in 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 Chile in the Andes. Um, so we have that. So we go and tell them. And I give you an example. I I had to visit uh, one of the mine sites in Chile. It's called La Escondida. I thought it was close to one, the mine that just remembered the 33 miners. So I thought it was close to that. So I was very excited that I was gonna be close to, to the historic place, but no, it was three hours. It was uh, 3,800 square uh, meters uh, above sea level. So it was three hours going up the Andes where it doesn't rain, where it doesn't, um, it's just cold. And you may think that the Andes are green and the mountains are beautiful, but um, but no, it's, it's dry and, and just dirt. 
uh, all over. And we had to go there and I had to see the, how our decisions in Caterpillar in Miami, how our quality, how the decisions we make is affecting that customer over there that have eight machines, right. eight uh, Section 97 machines. So we have so many opportunities. We have uh, so many cha challenges. We have the expertise, but we need to continue develop developing and sustaining and maintaining the relationship we have with our dealers yeah. because they are they are they are the ones that can can provide uh, can help us right uh, continue with the success. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's a real collaboration to uh, ensure the. Uh, uh, the uptime, right? Uh, you want to make sure that that is, uh, um, is is taken care of. I didn't realize there was such a partnership there. And you better be careful what you ask for when you take a trip to the Andes, right? Um, it may not be all what you expected. Uh, just in the last couple of minutes, let's talk a little bit about some future trends that you see with the spare parts network. Uh, obviously, there's DCs all over the world. You'd mentioned 87, 84 of them. Um, what do you... What do you see happening just in a few minutes that we have here uh, in the next five years or so? Well, we have to continue, like I said, with the communication with the dealers, and not only the dealers because they are the one uh, selling our parts, and and they they are the ones that are carrying our brand and name. And you know how important brands and names are for the the companies, the people, the the big companies and the small companies that are making our parts. Then mom and pops, I've been to some of them. Some of them are huge company with all the technology in the world. And some of them are literally mom and pop shops that they are so good in making the parts that we make. So what do we need to do? We need to continue the relationship with the, with the uh, providers, the, our dealers. And we need to continue the working with technology um, to help us to help us know what happened with the machines, to help us know um, where our parts are sitting, our machines are sitting, and to gather more information on, on, on what is the parts that we need and where we need them and how fast we can get them. Right. Of course, uh, forecasting the needs of parts and where we need to place them. Yeah. That is very important. Right, right. Yeah, I can see the visibility. Uh, I guess num number one, is this machine about to go down or has it gone down? And then obviously the visibility of where is that part in transit. Um, there's all kinds of technology that's coming around on all levels of logistics and supply chain to help that. I certainly can, can un understand. Anything else that uh, you think would be coming down the pike in the next five years? Um, in the next five years, I hope a lot of good stuff, a lot of good pr um, projects and, and products mm -hmm. coming out from Caterpillar. I know that CAT is a company that continue to, to invest in people and invest in the product. I know that it's important to us to continue those challenges because this company don't want to become obsolete. Uh, we know what happened with companies that, that are not investing in technology and, 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 and applications and, and the future of the company, the millennials. Uh, I love to work with them. Uh, we're also reinventing the way, the rules, the policies, how to how to attract uh, uh, people just to stay with us and to continue to be significant in, in the world and to continue with the products that we're doing. 
So it's just not only the applications, the machines, the technology, the engineering, but the people side, living the values. Uh, Caterpillar is very strong on values and it's something that I really like is the commitment, the integrity, the teamwork, the excellence and the sustainability. Yeah. So all that together is making a, a good company, a good product too. Yeah, that's terrific. And you know, one thing I was very surprised to hear, and, and it, it's uh, very interesting, is your commitment to sustainability uh, that you spoke about earlier. That uh, uh, is really commendable to you and, and your organization. And I'd like to thank our audience for joining us on Uptime Logistics. It's powered by Cap Logistics. You can find more information about the show at the descriptions below. So please uh, don't forget to like us and subscribe to our channel. And please visit caplogistics.com for all of your customized transportation solutions. Everybody have a great day.